Welcome back to Tech of Tea, your weekly dose of Brody being horrendous at finding guests. And I just realized the way I said the name, that you probably couldn't say a word, you understand a word I was saying there. That's going to be how we're going to start. I'm not re-recording this. I did one re-record. That's more re-records than I ever do for the podcast, just because I didn't start it exactly the way I wanted to start. Now that I think about it, I'm still not starting the way I want it to start anyway, so I could very well restart it. But now that we're into this, not happening, not happening at all. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go with it. So, I did. Okay, <laughs> I didn't want to do a solo episode. I enjoyed the solo episode, but that wasn't the plan. Um, here's the problem. I, here's the problem I've noticed. When you try to contact people in the Linux world, I'm not going to give out names just in case they change their mind about wanting to come on. They will say. I am more than happy to come on the podcast, right? But then we have another problem after that. And that problem is that, uh... <laughs> My game's a bit high. That problem is that they don't respond to the DMs after the DM. So they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm more than happy to come on. Here's like when I'm free and all that. Then we like work out a time. Silence. And I have to be like... Hit them back up again, hit them back up again, hit them back up again. And at some point, we'll eventually get to the point where we'll have someone on the podcast. But this week, I didn't do that because, I don't know, this week, it in my mind, it feels like it was hectic, but it really wasn't. Like, I didn't really get up to that much. I think it's just that my time management skills seem to be getting worse. Like, when I used to, like... I would say about a couple of months ago, uh, when I was recording videos, I would try to start at about 10 a.m. or so. But I've noticed that over time, it's just been slipping, slipping later into the day. Some days I don't start recording till like 11.30. So that's something I do need to sort of work out. Because if I start when I'm supposed to start, as you probably expect, I'll get stuff done way earlier. Um, but th that sounds obvious. But the... the Thing I'm trying to say here is I finished recording on Tuesdays at around 4 p.m. or so, but because I'm starting at 11 rather than 10 or 9.30, it's slipped way further in the day than it should be. Like, I should be done at about 2.30, 3 o'clock. Maybe 3.30 if we account for just some videos that take way longer than they should and they are just nothing but mistakes. But generally... Most things should be done, you know, when I would expect it to be done. But because it's slid to about four o'clock, that means that when I work at uh, one of my, one of the stores I work at where I normally have to like start getting ready around five, I don't really have much time after I'm done recording to do other things, like whether that be editing or make thumbnails or maybe plan videos for the following week. So it's sort of a mess. Like I, I need to sit down and properly address it we'll see how that goes <laughs> april's kind of a weird month for me right now because i've got my birthday coming up very soon that's actually going to be tomorrow as the recording of this three three days ago whatever three or so days ago as of maybe no this is being recorded on thursday maybe five Five days, as of the time you guys are going to see this, if you're watching it on um, Odyssey. And if you're watching it on YouTube, I guess it'll be seven days, because then it'll be Thursday. Yeah, that's how days work. Uh, and after my birthday, on the 
first, I'm going to say. I don't remember. I've got my uh, graduation coming up. So trying to rearrange my schedule right now is sort of annoying. Um, I'm trying to plan some extra stuff. So for that week, if I happen to lose extra time, it should still work out. But as of next week, I'm going to try and fix stuff up. Even if I can't completely shift my schedule, I at least want to get it back to the point where it's reasonable. So I'm not... I think the problem I have is... So I, I usually, when I'm recording, I will grab this phone and I will stick it, like, away from me. But I've noticed that even though I'm not messing around with stuff on my phone, I'm then replacing that with messing around with stuff on my computer. So I will, you know, between videos, I might watch a video on YouTube and something else like that when I really shouldn't be. I should just be focusing on getting the actual recording done and then maybe during lunch I can watch something, or after I'm done I can watch something. And if I do that, I know that I will save a lot of time, but I find that I get distracted really, really quickly. I don't remember having as much of a problem with it when I was at uni, but I think the problem now is there's not some, like, looming force over me that's sort of making me get the work done. Having to, like, plan everything out for myself it, I, I can see why some people struggle with doing that. Like it, a lot of people say, "Oh, when you go to uni, it's like a lot of self-control and a lot of you gotta gotta plan stuff for yourself." But not really. Uni is still you have this this power above you, I guess you would call it, which is the the university itself. It's your assignments that are due. It's everything like that, which you don't decide for yourself, and you still have to, like, make your stuff fit with that schedule. Even though it's it's a much looser schedule than what you had with, like, high school and primary school, it's still something there where you don't have control over it. But when you're doing everything yourself, when you're just making videos at home, when you're running a business yourself, anything like that, you don't have anyone else to, like, say, this is when it needs to be done. You can tell yourself when it needs to be done, but you also know that you are the one in control of messing with that schedule so if you decide later on like oh past Brody was actually wrong maybe that should be done tomorrow uh yeah we, we sort of get into the problem that I'm I'm dealing with now or hey I should start recording at 10 but if I start recording at 11 I know it's still going to get done this is the thing that I need to deal with and it, it it sounds easy in my head and it should be easy I'm just not putting the effort into making it happen it, it won't, like, affect the quality of the content or anything like that. It's just more of a, um, I guess, a way to keep myself sane. Because I always feel like if I'm spending the days in a way that's not really optimally using the time, or at least using the time in a way that I actually feel like I've got enough work done, that it wasn't a good day. Even if I get a lot of work done, if by the end of it I feel like I could have got more done, I feel like it detracts away from the day. Like, the other day I did... What was it? I got two videos planned, five videos edited, and two videos recorded. Which sounds like a ton of work, but I know I could have got another video planned that night. It's just I sort of gave up. And I'd already spent a lot of time wasting time on other things and all of that sort of stuff. And it just didn't really work out. But, I don't know. Maybe I just need to, like, readjust how I, I look at the work. Because I'm still... Like, when I get to Friday, everything's done. Like, I, I don't need to work on the weekend, which that's the, the mindset I want to be in. <clears throat> but I know that I can get stuff compressed down even further, and that's going to 
<clears throat> potentially give me time to actually have like an actual bit of time off. But I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe this idea of like working from home is driving me mental. I did actually see someone on um Mastodon, I'm gonna say. Yeah, Mastodon is probably. Uh, who also does stuff from home. I don't know if he does video production or just dev work from home, you know, like an actual job. Um, <laughs> not what I'm doing. Uh, okay, right. I posted about Signal, so my uh, my notifications just nothing with Signal right now. But there was a guy on uh, Mastodon who was like, I want to start up an accountability group. And basically it's the idea. It would be like the idea of like a, a uni study group or something like that, but for keeping yourself accountable with the... Um, <laughs> I guess, the, the work you're doing. So, it's like how you have, like, a uh, like an exercise group or anything like that, where it might be difficult to keep yourself on track by yourself, but if you have other people around you who are also trying to keep on track as well, if you're all sort of trying not to let the other people down, it's going to be much easier to actually keep yourself in some sort of sensible schedule. You obviously, like, in the end, you obviously are just tricking yourself into getting more work done. But sometimes those tricks are easier than just, like, brute forcing your way through something. Like, sure, you could try the brute force method. But I think at, for a lot of people, it's going to be easier if you have something to keep yourself accountable. And that's the problem I'm sort of facing right now. That, I don't know. I, I, I need to work on it. And I need to put. I need to stop putting off working on it. That's the other thing I need to do as well. I just. I just went to go grab this, but this is empty. I have. Oh, my floor is a mess. Uh, here we go. Here is. Here is another iced coffee. Here is. I don't even drink. This chair is really squeaky. I don't even drink that much iced coffee. I just happen to have a bunch on my floor. Uh, I had more here. I cleaned them out the other day. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So. I probably drink at most one a week. So some of those have been there for a little while. Uh, yes, I, I have a very clean room. Outside of what you can see, uh, my room, you know, it's, it's perfectly spotless. It's not like there's some clothes on the floor and some bottles on the floor down here and some junk behind my bed there that you can't see. But you could almost see because there's a mirror there. So I've actually adjusted the camera. You may... I guess, I guess it's too dark for you to actually see, which is good, which means that I can uh, pretend like my room is much cleaner than it actually is. God, I would love to have a, like, a, a dedicated space. That would be, that would be lovely. I'm actually thinking of getting rid of the, um, have I mentioned this before? I have a TV, like a, an actual big TV sitting behind my monitor, uh, the plan for it basically was to be able to like move stuff out of the way, and then if I want to like go sit back on my bed, I can watch stuff from there. But I find that that's too much effort, and I usually just sit at my desk anyway. So the TV at this point is effectively just like a a glorified teleprompter. That's pretty much what I use it for. So if I'm recording, you might notice that sometimes I'll look above my camera, and that's because that's actually where my notes are. So I know my sister was uh, planning to buy a new TV and I was going to give her this one at a discount, giving her for free. She can, she's got money. She can pay for it. She's only a couple of years younger than me. Um, also, she works far more than I do. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to sell her this TV because it's like a 65-inch 4K TV. It sounds like a, it, it might be a good TV. It's not. I got it for like, I think it was like five, four or $500, which is Australian dollars. So 400 American, which, you know, it's not, it's not cheap. But for like an actual good TV, you'd be looking at like the $1,000 range. So want to sell this. And then what I'm probably going to do is get a bunch of monitor arms. So I still will be having a third display because I want to have some notes above my uh, my camera just because it's, you know, easier to look at my notes there rather than be like, look off to the side or something. I do want to set up the camera like somewhere that isn't in front. This is turning the camera talk again. Take it back to tech, ignoring the camera. I want to get some monitor arms. So basically I can push everything further back. That's the other problem with having the TV here. Because it has... It's a 65-inch TV. It has really large feet on it. So I would say it brings out probably about this far off the back. So I can push everything back, and it should be nicer. Um, I haven't found a monitor arm that's going to hold three things. I know there are ones that are relatively good. But... Well, they're, they're, okay, I found ones that hold three, but they're usually like the stacker ones. I want to be able to like fully control where stuff actually goes. So if I want to have them like, I don't know, at a diagonal or something dumb like that, I could. I haven't found anything that fits what I want to do. There, I know there are some. I saw, I think I saw like Tech Syndicate. Yeah, Tech Syndicate. That was a long time ago. Uh, look at something like that years ago, back when um. Back when, well, when Tech Syndicate was a thing and when Wendell was working at Tech Syndicate. I think Wendell might have done a video on it, actually. I, I'll, I'll look more into it and find something that works. Like, I'm happy to spend enough on it. It's just, yeah, I, I don't want to spend money on something that doesn't end up doing the job. And doing that, it means that I could actually have space here. Because everything, having the TV on the desk makes the desk feel far more cramped than it needs to be. Hmm. Hopefully I can address that at some point. If my sister doesn't want to buy it, I'm probably just going to sell it on uh, on my favorite website that we've talked about before, Gumtree. Gumtree is a great website. Basically the uh, the Craigslist of Australia, but not as sketchy. Like, you, you can't find, like... Not that I know of. I don't think you can find prostitutes on there. Maybe you can, but... Uh, I'm going to find out. <clears throat> I'm going to see if we can find something sketchy on Gumtree. Uh, I'm just going to search for prostitute. There are prostitution books. Uh, no, just, just books on it. Well, that's no fun. That's no fun at all. I want to see who are just doing sketchy stuff on here. <clears throat> I thought my, uh, thought for a second the, 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 the brave ad blocker thingy had actually killed it because stuff wasn't loading before, but it seems fine now. Uh, we're not going to get into Gumtree today. <laughs> you know what? Let's actually talk about a bit of a, uh, a Linux topic. So recently I found out... I, I do want to do a video on it. I just haven't planned it yet. I probably will end up planning it for next week. Um, so we all know that you can install Arch Linux through like the, the manual method with the ISO. But a lot of people sort of complain about how difficult this is to do. You... <laughs> I think the complaints are kind of dumb because when I the two times I've installed Arch Linux, I haven't read the wiki at all. I've just followed. I've taken a video and just copied and pasted 
everything they did in the video and it just worked. So I don't I don't believe the meme that Arch is actually difficult to install. It's difficult to install if you don't understand how to... I, I was pointing my eye and I was about to say listen. If you don't understand how to listen. Um, maybe if you have some like really non-standard setup you want to do, sure, it will actually be difficult. And if you want to do Wi-Fi, because they keep changing the way Wi-Fi works in the installer. I guess the ISO, technically. Um... But if you have Ethernet and you just want to get your system working, it's not too difficult. Uh, UEFI does also mess with stuff if you're using Grub. Um, but once again, there are videos that exist that show you how to do it step by step by step with System D and Grub and whatever other uh, bootloaders you want to use. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't believe the meme that it's actually difficult. Anyway, uh, because because people think it's difficult, and I guess the Arch team sort of is of the mind this mindset as well they've actually made one of the changes i do really agree with one of those changes is uh making the arch iso more accessible this is actually a really good change um so what i mean by this is uh here we go accessible install medium so we are very happy to announce that accessibility features have been added to our installation medium arch iso v49 this was added back in um november i guess uh, let's see. Let's do, 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 do. So the bootloader times out for uh, times out have been uh, the bootloader timeouts have been set to fifteen seconds to allow uh, blind users to select a menu item. But they also went and put in some like text to speech stuff as well, which is absolutely lovely to see. Like I I I would never use it myself, but if you are trying to install Arch, it is really nice to have those options there, and every distro should have basic accessibility features like that like there's no reason not to have text-to-speech in your installer there is a basic text-to-speech package just use it it should be perfectly fine especially like ubuntu it does ubuntu for accessibility features i'm gonna find out i presume it would because if you're gonna have a uh you're gonna have the uh the the custom sort of graphical installer thingy you probably should Ubuntu installer accessibility. Uh, do, 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 do. We've got accessibility on Ubuntu. How to set up Linux environment with a screen reader using... Okay, now this is setting up an environment once you've already got Ubuntu installed. Eight Linux distros for the blind and disabled. This is back from 2015, so I don't know how many of these are still being updated. What do we have here? Uh, do, 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 do. Vinix. Uh-huh. Sonar. Fedora. Oh, Fedora. Oh, okay. Ubuntu does have stuff. At least in 2015. I presume it's still there. Uh, it is the original accessible Linux distribution. Okay, they just don't have documentation on it. Ubuntu has a wide array of software installed. No, that that's not important. Oh, this is back when it had Unity. Okay, no, this none of this matters. I'm talking about like during the installation process. Does Ubuntu have accessibility features during that? Surely it does. Surely it has a screen reader. There's there's no way it doesn't. Um I can't find anything on it. That's so weird. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just seeing stuff for once you've actually got the um 
everything actually installed. Huh. Well, that's weird. Presumably there's something. If there is, uh, let me know in the comment section, because I, I, I don't use Ubuntu myself, so... And I've only installed Ubuntu twice, and obviously I never needed to look for the functionality myself. Um, yeah, but the other thing that uh, comes with Arch Linux now that I sort of went, that went completely off tangent from is that Arch Linux now has an installer. Did I mention that? I don't think I mentioned that. That's what I was trying to mention this entire time. Um, so it's actually shipping with an application called this one, Arch Install, which isn't something that is new by the looks of it. Um, it's been around for a bit, I believe, but it's just going to be merged in with the uh, with the, the installation. And also comes with, a, or I guess with the, the ISO. It also comes with a Python library to basically automate your installation as well. This part is actually what kind of interests me. I don't really care about having like a automated generic install, but if it's something like, hey, I could just go and, you know, set up all of the software I want to use. I want to have, you know, not nano wget and git. Why would you install it like that? Just install base devel and you have base and base devel and you'll get wget and git. That's dumb. Uh, but now, no, yeah, you could, you could like put Vim here and your graphical environment and all that stuff you want. That would be uh, really nice to have. Obviously, there are other ways to have sort of like automated installs, but I think a Python library actually works out really well for that. Yeah, you could go and do some like shell scripting for it and things like that, but you might as well go and use a library that's made to actually work for it rather than just trying to hack something together yourself. And people keep asking me for some way to actually, um, I guess, deploy my dot files. This might not be a bad idea to look through. I haven't written any Python code in a while, but it might be kind of fun. It, obviously, it's nothing too complex. Everything seems to be fairly, fairly well named. Um, I will... Yeah, I, I'm going to talk a bit about this when I actually do the, um, the video on it. I'm mainly going to talk about the actual, like, guided installer, though. The guided installer is cool. It it seems like it's not perfectly guided. Like, you still need to have, like, some understanding of what you're trying to do. Like, if you don't know the difference between different file systems, for example, you're still not going to be able to do that. Or if you don't know what a swap petition is and things like that. So you still need to have some understanding of the things that you're actually setting. But when it comes to, like, knowing the exact commands. Like, you don't need to know that you need to run FS tab to have your drives detected or F disk to go and set up your partitions and things like that. Or I guess you'd use, like, um, G disk. Or, or there's, like, a five different disk applications you could use. It's probably not G disk. G disk is probably, like, a graphical thing. But you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a bunch of different disk utilities you could be using. Um, and, yeah... It basically just automates that process. So if you go through... Actually, if you were to set up your own thing, that would probably be, still be a really good idea. I don't reinstall Arch very often. Like, people... When I, when I mention to people how long it takes me to install Arch, not to regular people, this is to people who specifically ask me about how long it takes me to install Arch. I'm not one of those people who just talk about nothing but Linux. Um, I usually say it takes, like, two hours or so. And like, oh my god, you're such a bad Linux user. Why did it take you so long to install Arch? I'm just like, I don't 
find it particularly fun to just install my ISO. Once it works, I just leave it and then I'll I'll leave it basically forever. Unless you like change a drive out or something or something just severely breaks where it's just easier to reinstall like if i accidentally delete pac-man or something like yeah i can recover from that but it, it might be easier just to do a reinstall at that point <laughs> honestly like yeah you you there are some states where you can recover your system from like you actually you can probably recover your system from anything really as long as you have a c compiler i think you should ultimately be able to get everything working again so yeah as long as you have a, a compiler Maybe not even C, some sort of compiler of a popular language, and you can then eventually get yourself back to a C compiler. You could probably then rebuild your system, but it's too much effort. You might as well just be like, screw this, nuke your root petition, and then just reinstall. At least that's my idea. I know there are some people who would find that fun to just try to fix everything up like that. Um, maybe it would be fun. One time, one time it would be, unless, you know, I had some work to get done, in which case, not, no, not at all. I, I, I just want my system to function. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of function, some people's brain doesn't function. That is a horrible segue, Brody. Um, the other day I uploaded a video about the, uh, the Facebook data leak hack or whatever it was. It was really a web scrape. I think there's actually been some updates on it. Uh, I'll get into the updates in just a bit, but I had a couple of people in the comment section for that being like, oh, Brody, you are, you copied people. I'm not going to give them their names. I I don't want them to have any more attention than they already have. So they were like, oh, you were copied, you copied Mental Outlaw, you copied this person, you copied that person. And I honestly thought we'd moved past the like, Haha, ha, you copied people meme? I don't understand it. More than one person can make a video on a topic. And the funny thing is that he was saying that I was copying Mental Outlaw. But both me and Mental Outlaw were really late to the topic anyway. And there were already hundreds of other videos on it. So does that mean that everyone else is also copying those people or is is mental outlaw just the source of truth is that how that works i don't think it, that's how that works maybe it does maybe i'm missing something but in in my world in the world that sort of makes sense that doesn't seem to be the case but i remember this being a really a really popular trend like god 10 or so years ago back when People like PewDiePie were playing Happy Wheels. I think Happy Wheels was the big one that sort of started this. Anytime anyone else played Happy Wheels, it was just like, you're copying PewDiePie. You're not allowed to play this game. Just go, please go back to like the early 2000s, if that's how you think. I'd have no interest in ever seeing you around on my videos again. Obviously, there are the people who sort of meme about it. I don't care about that. That's fine. But... This one dude was so dedicated to the fact that I had copied Mental Outlaw. I think he went on for like a 12 or a 13 comment thread. And it's just like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Honestly, what are you doing? Also, he was liking all of his own comments. And <laughs> if you like your own comments, that's sort of the first sign that I have that I have no interest in ever listening to a word you're saying. There's a guy over on Twitter... 
Uh, once again, not going to give his name because I don't want him to have more attention than he already has. That um, he's basically a dedicated library troll. So I think maybe eight or so months ago, he had his uh, library awards basically revoked because the reward system is, you know, it's the monetization system built into the library or built into Odyssey, I guess. Technically library at the time, but also whatever. And this is a centralized system. Like I've, I've mentioned this before, it's not a decentralized monetization system. Odyssey basically reserves every right to remove your monetization. You can still get, I guess, monetized by people directly tipping to you, but the company isn't going to pay you, which I think is a fairly fair assessment, a fair, a fairly fair trade. Whereas YouTube, if they demonetize you, they will basically just shut everything down, and that's insane. Like if, if you're just going to act as basically a payment processor and other people are paying, you shouldn't be shutting it down for users. Anyway, um, ever since he had his monetization revoked because he was stealing other people's music, claiming it was his own, and then uploading it to the channel, he's been basically this... Uh, every time anyone says anything positive about Library, he is right there to tell you how wrong you are, but he doesn't ever give like a, a reasonable answer for why you're actually wrong. It's just... Stop simping to Odyssey. Stop shocking Odyssey's dick. Odyssey is bad. Blah, 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 blah. And make, also making, like, making arguments about the platform as it was about a year ago. So he doesn't even know the state the platform is in anymore. And he's still trying to argue that he has any idea what he, like, that he has any idea of what he's actually talking about. It, it feels kind of, it's kind of sad to me, actually. I, I know a lot of people in the, the library community and most people have dealt with him at some point. And basically everyone has the exact same reaction. Even the CEO at one point decided to chime in and was like, this guy is a troll. Don't bother with him. And I'm like, I'm, I'm well aware that he's a troll. I just like messing with him because it's kind of fun. Because I, every single day I woke up, there would be one new comment. This lasted for, I think, 10 or so days. He just kept slowly trickling comments and I'm just like, mate, are you going to give up at some point? But he actually did give a, uh, a good suggestion. Um, there was going to, there was going to something I was going to mention before that. Uh, this is the problem with doing these, these long conversations and doing them offline. I, f I don't have a chat to remind me what the hell I was talking about, but actually I, I want to get into that as well. I'll, I'll write that down. So I don't forget. Um, off, line discussion what's it going to talk about um odyssey something i don't know i don't know uh right we'll, we'll go into that one then so the offline discussion thing i think i, I think i might have mentioned this before but the reason why a lot of at least the way i understand it the way that seems to make sense to me the reason why a lot of streams are really real, really, really roaring. Yes, re exactly, Brody. Really boring is because a lot of the streamers don't really have any experience doing anything offline. They always, ha even if it's a very small chat, there'll always be some sort of chat there. But if you do something, say, on YouTube, whether that be lo really long form content like this, or you do short 10, 15 minute videos, or even if you do like 60 second TikTok, TikTok, wow, I can't speak, TikTok videos, 
you still have to make something that's entertaining and you're the only one that's actually the source of entertainment but if you're doing a game stream you can sort of get lazy with it and just stop talking for a while and let the game be the entertainment but when i'm just especially when i'm talking by myself like this if i stop talking you guys have no reason to watch like nothing's actually happening i i am making myself like the center i guess the center of attention is is the way you describe it that kind of sounds kind of sounds kind of douchey doesn't it um it does doesn't it but you get what i mean like when you do something where you're the only person in the video you have to be the one responsible for actually making the content decent you can't rely on anything else actually happening and I'm not the only one who thinks this. A lot of the really big streamers as well also have basically the same mindset. Like, people like Devin Nash, Ludwig. Actually, Ludwig is an interesting case because he does all of his videos online. But um, Harris Heller is also a good example where they make this content. Actually, now that I think about it, Devin also does stuff online. But he will sometimes remove the chat. Um, he'll make, they'll, they'll make this content where they have to be the source of entertainment. And by doing that, you sort of train yourself to be able to hold a conversation with yourself. It's a really weird thing to do. Like this this whole idea that I'm doing, this whole idea of like making videos online, especially these really long form sort of discussions, doesn't really make any sense as, I guess, from like a, a natural perspective. Because unless you're basically insane, there's no time where you would just sit there and talk for like, two straight hours but if you do a solo podcast you basically have to do that and it it makes you at least over time to some extent get better at training your thoughts together sometimes as we saw before i will get completely derailed and everything just falls apart but overall i think it, especially if we go back to like the early stuff like let's actually find my earliest solo podcast i bet it i bet it was awful um where is it here uh and we go sort by date but as, as I've, I've done these like I, I feel like i have gotten much better at uh at doing these like the first time i did a solo podcast i could only manage it for an hour i'm gonna watch this we're gonna watch this now uh video Oh no, no, this is gonna be bad. That's I, I apologize. Hopefully this isn't too loud. Uh I might have to turn it down. Let's turn it way 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 down. Oh my god, look at this. So I guess good Oh lord, what is this audio? Good afternoon everyone and welcome to the first episode of the loneliest tech over tea. So if you don't know, last week How does the audio sound this bad? What did I do to it? doing whatever i want because i the reason i called it tech over t is one i um do my purchases based on what i make off of youtube i do want to set up a amazon affiliate thing was i well. skinnier back then i think i was skinnier back have i put on weight wait i think i've put on a lot of weight <laughs> oh no i thought i did oh sorry if you guys want to use that i think you can get like a generic link i know you can get the ones where it's like buy what am i the c920 buy the blue yeti buy whatever i my hand gestures were even weirder than they are now like i feel like i've sort of brought myself back more to how i uh i guess i talk in person like this this th this right here I feel like if I this is not it like if you if you meet me in person this is not how i will how i will react like this is me just 
not knowing what to do. Oh god, I was definitely skinnier back then. It's like what? What is this? I I see why people found it annoying. Um, I need to lose some weight. Jesus, maybe I was too skinny then. I don't know. I I haven't weighed myself in a while. Maybe maybe I'm actually healthier than I was. Maybe I shouldn't be too harsh on myself in that respect. Um, hmm. I know the beard's definitely better than it, uh better now than it was then. But sort of the direction I was going there was do stuff offline, do some extra videos to make yourself better at actually keeping some sort of discussion going. Otherwise, you will get you you'll get this. You'll get this happening. I think my scene looks exactly the same. Well, my scene still has how, was I planning to fix this, like... Wait, was I seriously planning to fix this a year ago and I just haven't fixed it? Wow. That's so bad. <laughs> oh, God. I, I didn't realize that that had been a problem with the layout for that long. If you're listening to the audio version, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, my, my camera is way smaller than it probably should be. Uh, and it's been a problem for a very long time, and I didn't realize it's been a problem for a very long time. I'm very dumb, apparently. Uh, anyway. Yeah, offline content. I don't, I don't think there's anywhere else to be honest. Um, is there anywhere to... Also, oh, that's the other thing. Um, I'm very picky with when I make mistakes in regular videos. I don't know if I'm too picky, like, some of the mistakes I make, I probably could leave in. Like, it's a slight trip up over a word or slight mispronunciation. Those mean the same thing. Um, things that I probably could leave in. But when I do record videos, I will instantly cut it as soon as I make any sort of mistake. There's exceptions. Like, when it's a mistake, I think it's kind of entertaining. Which, I don't know. I, I, I think, judging by what people like Hex and stuff have said... It gives like an air, I don't believe them, but they say it gives like an air of understanding the topic I'm talking about. I don't get, I don't get it at all, but apparently that's what it is. Um, and I think that is due to the fact that I don't leave most of those mistakes in, whereas a lot of the other Linux guys, for better or worse, maybe, maybe for better in a lot of cases, because it gives them a bit more personality in their videos, sort of leave that stuff in. Like a lot of the guys just do single take videos. Hex, very much so. He doesn't even edit his videos from what I can tell. Unless he is, like, installing a game and it's going to take, like, 20 minutes to install, then he'll just cut it. But the video he did, um... Was it earlier today, I believe? I think it was. 19 hours ago. Yes, that would be earlier today. That was an ad. You're not going to see the ad. I want I want to do free advertising. Uh, here we go. Um... Yeah, he was saying in here, like, I... I give this air of uh, air of understanding what I'm talking about, but throughout this video, this four minutes, I believe is a single cut. And Luke does the exact same thing, where he'll do like these ten minute videos in one take. Okay, maybe maybe it'll take like more than one take, but in one like long run, he won't like splice stuff out. I've tried to do that in the past. I've done it for a couple of videos, but I always feel like when I do those sort of long take videos they always end up just being really i guess really repetitive not repetitive as in the as in like they feel like other videos but repetitive as 
I guess I'm going over a lot of the same topics because when I do something in one take, obviously I can't exactly plan out the same level of notes I normally do. My notes have actually been getting bigger and bigger over time. That might also lead to like the air of understanding because you know, I ha if I forget anything, I actually have the, the things I'm trying to remember on the screen. Um, shit, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> remember that air of understanding? This is what happens when I don't have a script. Imagine scripting out a podcast. That would be hell. Well, I have notes, I guess. I you can't see them. Um, no, you can't because I'm just capturing the the brave window so if i put the notes in front of it i can shake them around like this and you won't see them at all um air of understanding um something notes not have a chat really bad at remembering stuff it's 8 40 p.m i'm dumb um <laughs> you know i could just stop the recording and go back and check i very well could do that but i'm not going to um, God, I feel dumb. Is it, is it going to be one of these episodes again where I get into a topic, get really into it, and then sort of forget what I'm talking about? I think it might be. All right, I was talking about single takes. Right, back when I did the uh, the videos outside, like when I would do like the, 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 the Zuma walks in the forest sort of videos, I would do those in one take, but... It's very difficult to plan something like that out. Right, I was talking about the script as well, or the, the notes. I I don't like... I, I wouldn't call it a script yet. It's getting very close to a script. It's... I think most of the time my videos end up having like 80 lines of notes, which they're not like full, like really big sentences. It's like 80 sort of dot points. Um, But I'm still noting stuff out more than I used to. So maybe we're getting to the point where they're like no script sort of thing in my uh my channel header is getting less and less true but i still i would say it's still no script all right i was talking about the era of understanding i think i think i've probably started repeating myself again haven't i should i clip this section wonder however have i done anything that's worth clipping at this point probably not hmm oh actually that's one thing to talk about um when i do the the live streams i've sort of tried to Set up the discussions in a way that I can actually properly produce like decent clips from it. Like the one I've got coming out tomorrow, actually, uh, is the last one of the old style. I've sort of updated it to fit in more with the new style, but I want to sort of do like Ludwig does, where he does like the the live sort of videos. And to do that, it requires me to actually have some relative level of planning at least setting up topics that can go on long enough to actually make something decent. But a lot of the time, the game also produces the uh, the content as well. Like, the one I've got... I've actually got one that should be kind of fun. It's called uh, the Doom Experience. Basically, uh, the last time I played Doom, which was on last Sunday... Yeah, last Sunday, uh, I died probably 10 times in the span of 15 minutes. Uh... <laughs> Because I'm really bad at Doom. I'm playing Ultraviolence, but this isn't even the hardest difficulty. And I'm just, like, not doing well at all. So, I think that I can turn stuff like that into sort of fun, more fun clips. And I, I don't want to just have it specifically be on the topic. Like, if you go watch, say, like, a um 
a Nana's video, it's not just dis- just specifically on whatever the title says. It's like more of, I guess, an overview of the stream with the general overarching um, overarching theme holding it together. But as I'm doing stuff like this, I'm realizing that the gaming channel is... Act, like even though it has basically no viewers and it probably will never have viewers it's actually starting to take up a reasonable amount of time that might also be what's eating into a lot of my time as well the fact that I've, i'm doing trying to do better thumbnails for it they're still pretty bad i haven't managed to come up with a a style that i can sort of make consistently i'm sort of very much testing stuff out same with like the uh the stream thumbnails themselves um but Making those clips, because I with the Doom one, I went through about 40 minutes of footage. Normally, like with the older stuff, I would find like one short section that sort of worked out. Uh, but another one I've got coming out is actually across two different streams. This is the one that's the um it the last one of the old style, but I think it it fits the new style we're going with now. We're basically I wanna construct some sort of longer video that holds a narrative. Um and hopefully they'll be more entertaining. Like, I don't expect the gaming channel to grow. The gaming channel at this point, actually at if, at every point it's ever been actually, has just been an excuse for me to play some video games if I want to because I don't really want to cram that stuff into the main channel. I don't think it particularly fits. I think it makes more sense to keep that stuff separated and have the podcast be the podcast, have the the main channel be the Linux channel, and then have the gaming channel I want to call it a gaming channel, but uh, looking at a lot of the clips I've got coming up, I think I think the gaming channel has just been like a uh, a way to trick me into being an AniTuber. <laughs> I've I've joked so much on the podcast about how shit AniTubers are, but I've got what three clips coming up about anime, and there's probably going to be more of them. So. I maybe I, I've rebranded the gaming channel to be an AniTuber channel and just make all the clips about anime or something. That might be a way to sort of uh, boost up the viewership. <laughs> maybe I don't know. There's, it it would, probably wouldn't be the worst idea because I'm mainly going to be playing weeb sort of games. Like the next game, I don't know what I want to replace Crystar with. Like I've, I've sort of considered a couple of options, whether that be like Bazaria, but Bazaria is going to take. A long time. It'll probably take a year to finish. Um, because I only do like one stream uh, on that game a week. Uh but Neptunia. Cyber Dimension Neptunia. Sounds like a lot of fun. I don't think that um I don't think that Super Neptunia RPG works on Linux. If I do play that, I think I'll have to play it on console, which is fine. Like, I don't particularly mind that. Super Neptunia RPG. Uh, how long to beat? How, let's head, how long is the game? The game is 26 hours for the main story. That's about right for a Nep game. Um, no, we want Super Neptunia RPG on Proton DB. I know that some of the newer Nep games sort of break. Uh, oh, it's got a gold rating now. Oh, well, okay. Ignore what I said. It didn't work. Yeah, it was balked for a while. Balk doesn't start. 
good with custom pros. Yeah, back when the game first came out, it was completely balked. How much is the game now? Maybe that'll be my next game. Uh, Steam, Super Nepu RPG. Uh, or oh, it's got a 50% off sale. Ooh, what is the deluxe pack? What does the deluxe pack have in it? Wait, oh no, the deluxe pack is the DLC pack. Ah. Nope, do not play that. That is $56 right. Recent reviews mixed. Why are the recent reviews mixed? This is a really good game. Why are they mixed? Uh how do I see review recent? Can I just see recent reviews? Uh oh god, it we, these are becoming a very popular way to do reviews. Uh cons, awful combat. Uh I disagree. Extremely lazy quest design. Yes, it's Neptunia. Uh, <laughs> mash button to win. Yes, it's Neptunia. Have these people never played a Nep game? Uh, pros, Nep Nep, okay music. I disagree. It's probably amazing music. It's Nep Nep. Average one crash per seven hours. Okay, that might actually make sense. Uh... Text wall FAQs, the barrage with ba brain dead basics of the game. Yep, that's that's a nep game. Uh when I remember seeing like when I, I remember seeing this game first come out, uh people actually really liked it. Maybe hey oh, don't play that music, damn it. I don't want to get copyright claimed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'll probably end up playing it. I, I don't know if I'll buy it for full price because I've got people are also bugging me about playing... Um, oh, I guess, I guess I've got one person bugging me about playing Dead Cells on stream as well. And he also wants me to play uh, Hollow Knight. Both of which... Both of which sound like a ton of fun. Uh, Dead Cells is basically like... Uh, I guess... I guess you could call it like uh, 2D Hades. That's one way to look at it. Sure. Every game is just Hades now. <laughs> it looks like a it's a it's a roguelite Metroidvania inspired action platformer because that makes it sound very original with 2D Souls Light combat. Oh, I love that Souls Light is a thing now. It's no longer Souls like. There are so many Souls Light. And like, actually, I didn't know light Souls Light was even a thing, but Souls like games. This does look fun though. I, I will, maybe I'll play it instead of Doom. Like Doom, oh God, Ultra Violence is goddamn pissing me off. Actually, yeah, as I mentioned with that um that stream clip before, oh, Ultra Violence is. <laughs> it's not even the hardest difficulty. I am just, I'm just suffering with it. And the game only gets harder from this point on. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can. Um, we'll see if I can stomach the the insanity and uh, go back to the game. Because okay, my my problem with 
Doom, unlike, say, Hades. Hades I'm equally bad at, but even if you're really bad at Hades, you can at least push yourself forward through some of the areas. This is the difference between being in a roguelike and being stuck and being in typical games and being stuck. Like, if you're stuck in a roguelike, you will die, and then you'll, like, go back through the previous areas, have fun getting through those because you can actually get through them, and then get to where you're stuck, and then, you know, repeat the process until you actually get through. With typical games, though, like Doom, if you're stuck at a checkpoint and you die, like, five meters after the checkpoint, well... No matter how many times you end up dying, you're still going to be stuck at the checkpoint. So, in case you're wondering where I'm actually stuck in uh, Doom right now, it is the uh, the first point where the flying skulls are introduced, and they suck. They really suck. I hate them. I hate them with every fiber of my being. You wonder what the noise I'm playing with our bottle caps because I'm I'm a fiddly person. I, I feel like I probably should have been diagnosed with something as a kid. Probably. Prob, prob, yeah, words. Mm. Probably would be diagnosed if I, with something if I went now, but you know what? I'll just fiddle with things and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop fiddling with stuff. Um. Yeah, stuck at the skulls. I fucking hate the skulls. They're best butterflies. Butterflies in um in Hades. Actually, no, I think the skulls are worse because I'm playing on ultra violence and. Uh, I basically die in one hit when they hit me. There is, like, you can very easily deal with them if you just, you know, shoot them and you hit them. But that's the problem. I'm I'm missing them because my aim is also bad because I'm not very good at FPS games. Why I decided to play Doom on a hard difficulty is beyond me. Actually, I, I did it because I thought it'd be funny for the meme. It was funny for the meme for a while and then I got stuck. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll come with some uh, fun clips. And I guess there is some level of achievement of uh, getting through something you're just completely stuck on, rather than just rather than just plowing through it. But I don't know. Hmm. So I I enjoyed like the grind when I was in Dark Souls, for example. But I don't know. Maybe that maybe there's something different about the like the RPG style of being stuck on a boss and the FPS style of just being stuck on random enemies or on a boss or something like that. I don't know, maybe my mind just treats it differently. I guess in Dark Souls, I was, I've been stuck on, like, random enemies before. Like, when I first got to, um... First got to the castle that I'm forgetting the name of. The one... Sen's Fortress, that one. Where there's the big lizards out the front. I remember being stuck there for a while, and it annoyed me, but I don't remember it annoying me as much as being stuck where I am in Doom. Maybe it has something to do with also, uh, also streaming it as well. That could be it. I don't know. I guess FPS games... Actually, FPS games have been weird for me. Like, I've always... It's the one sort of genre of games that I've genuinely gotten, like, angry at. Maybe I just shouldn't play FPS. <laughs> like, when I... I, I, I... I played a lot of uh, Black Ops 2. That was the, the COD game I got the most into. And I also played a lot of Battlefield 3 as well, which is a weird combination because Battlefield 3 is a lot of really big areas. I guess until you get to the end of the life of Battlefield 3 where everything was just Operation Metro. And then obviously Call of Duty, you know, it's, it's Call of Duty. So very small maps. Generally, there were some relatively bigger maps, but ultimately it's still it's still COD maps. 
And I would get very annoyed. And that's sort of why I stopped playing FPS games. I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I should give Doom a break again and just play something else. Whether that be Dead Cells like, like is here, Hollow Knight. There's actually a platformer people were suggesting on my... Uh, my discord as well and one of the guys has played like 120 hours of it which i think is a uh of fairly fairly telling recommendation uh no this is stuff about osu laser which i wish i could play on stream but you know i it would get instantly copyright claimed and there'll be no way to you know make clips from that unless i specifically chose songs that were like public domain or something which sort of defeats the purpose of most of the songs that uh, you can play. Ah, someone also wanted me to play Binding of Isaac as well. Um, here we go. So this is the game that people were recommending. I don't know if it's any good. Apparently it is. The fact that someone's played 120 hours of it suggested it is. This is, uh, this is Celeste. I have no idea about this game. I've never played it. Hey, IGN, I don't really care about IGN's recommendation, but they call it uh, Celeste is a surprise masterpiece. Looks cool. The art style is very nice and basic. I presume, presumably with how like simple it is, it should have like a platinum rating on uh, Proton DV. Surely. Let's see. Uh, Proton DV. Celeste. Oh, I also want to play Valheim. I think I've talked about that in the, uh, the podcast before, but yeah, I will play Valheim at some point as well. Uh, okay. Works. Cool. Um. Ah, <laughs> oh, this person is playing it through the uh the Epic Games Store. Uh, I will buy it. I'll see what happens. I should probably buy it before the stream happens. Then, eh? Just to make sure that I know it actually works. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe this or Binding of Isaac. Either way is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun indeed. Binding of Isaac is one of those games that I should have played like really long ago. But I've only fairly recently got into roguelikes. There's a few exceptions. Like Enter the Gungeon is one that I really like. Uh... If you haven't heard of Enter the Gungeon before. Enter the Gungeon, not Enter the Dragon. That's a very different, very different thing. Basically, uh, you run around and you have a gun and you shoot things. And those things may drop more guns. And then you get like different guns that do different things. And then you fight bigger things with bigger guns. Sometimes you fight big bullets and the big bullets are holding guns. Yeah. Uh, fun game. Really, really fun game. And I... Also, you are a bullet yourself as well, which is cool. Um... <laughs> oh, I need a... I need a... This is one I really want to play again. Has this... Also, the, uh, the, the devs who made this have also made some other games like Katana Zero, which is another one that I hear is really, really good. Uh, what else have they made? Loop Hero? Never heard of that one. Wait, what? Uh, wait, they made one of the, uh... Oh! 
Oh, okay, no, same same publisher, not the same developer. Okay, I was gonna say. Um the publish the publishers Devolver Digital, who also published um uh the Fall Guys, that one. But the developers are different. The developers are Dodge Roll, who yeah, have made have made other things, which is cool. It is no, sorry. Katana Zero is a different dev as Devolver Digital was a publisher. Katana Zero was a different um Why okay. When I okay, here we go. When I click on where is it? Uh, when I click on Dodge Roll, right? You would expect it to show the Dodge Roll page, but no, it shows the Devolver Digital page, unless Devolver Digital and Dodge Roll are the same things. That could be the case, actually. Devolver Digital could be like a um a developer subsidiary. Yeah, that could be it. Hmm. I know a lot of indie companies that get big end up doing that. There are exceptions like Supergiant, who just they just do the Supergiant thing. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Fall Guys. Never. I've actually never played Fall Guys. I've never. I. I know. I. I've sort of talked about it before. I'm not a big fan of doing like probably due to the fact like the my history of things like Call of Duty. I'm not a big fan of doing like competitive multiplayer stuff for the most part. I typically like if I'm doing multiplayer, it's gonna be some sort of co-op thing. Even like Dark Souls. One the worst thing I hate about the, the worst the the one thing I really hated about Dark Souls was having like people invading your world. Like I get it, I get why it happens, but I wish there was a way to just fully disable that without going offline. Because if I want to play with someone, I don't want to also have the chance to have someone invade my world. I know there are like specific um factions or whatever they were called in Dark Souls you could join, at least in three, that you could stop that or something. But then I'll have to leave the one that I wanted to be in just to have that benefit, which is really annoying. I I would like to just disable that without having to go offline. I think there maybe may have been like an item you could get or something as well that might do it. Hmm. I thought this person was going to send... Uh, I was just looking at my Discord, uh, checking out the fan art section, which is always a great place to go if you want some cursed items. Um, speaking of cursed things, here we go. Here's, I guess, Luke Delphine, we can call it. I don't know. This is this is terrifying and shouldn't exist in the world, but um, yeah, this is the sort of... the sort of uh, cursed imagery you'll find if you go to my fan art section but they've also made some fun stuff like a lot of my um a lot of the i think the channel alerts are made by some of the guys in the discord and some of the art i show off and like my um twitter profile picture and things like that all of that stuff is fan art and if i have it like a uh a picture of my face like actually on a community post that's typically going to be fan art as well which is really fun could you call it, really call it fan art when it's just basically taking it, it's fan memes we'll call it I, I like to call it fan art because i don't really have any like proper fan art it's usually just like the meme sort of stuff but i don't know i, I think it can count i'll count it i i think being the person who has the art made of them i think i can count what actually counts as art count what counts as art decide what counts as art yeah that's how that works back to the other offline thing like recording stuff offline make sure you have water water is very useful I see a lot of people, like, streaming and not drinking water often. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they're just... 
the sort of people who don't get dry throats. Um, but that's not me. I, uh, I very much have a problem where if I speak too much, my throat very much dries out. <clears throat> Especially towards, like, the end of talking. So if I'm doing, like, a... That's another thing that makes me take longer recording my videos. Like, when I get to the fourth video of a day, I would start, like, tripping over just breathing. <laughs> it's a problem. It's certainly a problem. Even, like, when I'm not recording a bunch. Like, if I get to, like, around... I guess a couple hours past midday, I guess my voice starts getting a bit horsey. It usually picks up towards like the night. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm used to working nights. So having my voice sort of function is like what my body's used to doing. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's just what my weird body does. <clears throat> Speaking of weird, uh, <laughs> I thought this was the... Uh, I thought this was just a meme for the longest time. Every time I went onto like a Kingdom Hearts video, there would be someone being like, hey, I can't wait for the PC version of Kingdom Hearts. The PC version of Kingdom Hearts would be so amazing. And I've heard this for years, but apparently there's now a PC version of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, you can get it on the Epic Games Store. And it's not just like, oh, you can get Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, no, 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 no. You can get the entire franchise. Here we go. For way too much money. Um, so we have 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts 3 plus the Remind DLC, and then Melody of Memories. And in Australia, this is going to cost you about $300. Now, this is a lot of games, which is fine. But, these games, and these games, you can pick up on console, because both of these, to, like, I, have I shown it before? You can get all of this in one disc, and you can pick it up for, like, $20. I get that there's development that goes into the PC release, but I don't really think that it makes sense to be charging $75 Australian, $90 Australian, for a bunch of HD remakes. A bunch of HD remakes that... Re remakes that aren't even new remakes. They've been out for... I think 1.5... When did 1.5 come out? Because I remember buying, like, the... I remember pre-ordering that. Um, Kingdom Hearts... 1.5. Uh, one5 Remix. This initially came out on the PlayStation 3 back in 2013, and then on the PS4 in 2017. So, let's just say for previous-gen consoles, it's been out for at least four years, and it comes to PC, and then you're charging full retail price for it. That is... That's a little bit crazy. I don't think you can really... You can really justify that pricing. Sure, if you want to charge, you know, $90 Australian for Kingdom Hearts 3 Plus Remind, that's fine. That's the newest game of the series. Same with Melody of Memories. I know there's people being like, oh, but you can pick up Melody of Memories way cheaper on console. This is the newest game in the franchise, though, even though it's not the newest, like, mainline game. It's, it is the newest game in the franchise. That's fine. This, not so much. Um... I also hear that it heavily uses Denuvo, so I don't know 
if anyone's tried to run it on Linux, but it probably won't work. Um, Kingdom Hearts PC Linux. Let's see if anyone's done. I tr I checked a couple of days ago. Mm. Doesn't seem like anyone's tried it yet. Uh... PC version is semi-decent port. I hear the PC port's actually pretty good. Uh... Yeah, I don't see anyone trying to do it on Linux at this point, but... The fact that it uses de novo <laughs> indicates to me that oh oh someone's tried to run it in Lutris. Oh no, this is a PCX a PCSX version. That's fine. Uh, well, PCSX obviously will run just fine, but there's PS2 emu. PCSX not available on Linux. Surely it is. I know there are PS2 emulators on Linux, but. Uh, surely PCSX is. Yeah, there is. Okay, why would you try to run it through Lutris then? That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why you would do that. And let's see. Yeah. You, I know there's probably going to be people who end up cracking the game and it will, will run like Lutris or something, but I don't think like the the version from the Epic Game Store will, which is sad. Cause I, I would have loved to honestly I even though it's really expensive, I probably would have rebought it. Because I've bought I bought this remake when I already owned the previous remake and I owned all of the games back on PS2. So I've bought the Kingdom Hearts franchise enough times at this point that I don't really mind spending more on it. Basically, I'm just donating to Square Enix at this point. I, I don't care about owning the games. It, I, I've owned the games enough time. I've played them enough times. I've probably played through Kingdom Hearts 1 a good 20 or 30 times at least. Maybe even more than that. So that doesn't really phase me, but I want I want more Kingdom Hearts. I don't think my, uh, my money is going to really be the deciding factor, but even so, I think Square does deserve more money for the amazing franchise they've made, even though the franchise is absolute nonsense. Now, the other thing with the PC version is even though it's encrypted to all hell, there is already some modding for it. Um, let's see, KH3 PC mods. Which is actually crazy, but isn't as crazy as I had ex or had as I really thought because there were already people modding the console version. So there were people actually importing maps into the console version of Kingdom Hearts Three. Obviously, you would have to have like a modded console, but even so, here we go. Like this is what is this one? This is. The system sector in KH3. The system sector from uh, Melody of Memories, I guess. Not, uh, The system sector is also a, re a, it's a remake of a, um, a Chain of Memories one. And here's one. Here is the Jungle Book from uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Or you have Wonderland from Recoded. Which is... God, that's... That's so crazy that you can actually do that. I, it's absolutely crazy. 
But now that the PC version is out, oh, the modding gets even easier because now you don't even need a modded console. Now you can do things like have a trainer or you can have a mod menu. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, mod menu is basically what you'd call it. Um, so there's this uh, menu called the C mod menu, which, God, I don't want, Optus, stop trying to get ads. So it's not set up the best way, basically because the mod, the modders aren't really sure how to get stuff working at this point. So they've actually attached it to an ability. So when you go and use the ability, it basically brings up a, um, a menu that's going to show up in just a second. Uh, there we go. And you can use this to like spawn party members and change to different characters because the one thing that KH3 does have, which is really cool, is that unlike the earlier ones where you could be like, you could trick the game into making you play as Riku or something like that. In this version, Roxas and Kyrie and Riku and Mickey are all fully playable characters. Obviously, they're not intended to be used for most of the game. So, like, Roxas, you can't use um, the wall running, for example. But in combat, he's a fully playable character. It's not going to T-pose at some point or anything like that. It's just going to work perfectly fine. Uh, but I presume at some point there's just going to be a hotkey to bring up this menu. It's just that the, the devs making, um, making the plugin at this point don't really have anything else to really bind it to. So they sort of just found a function to bind it to and then go from there. I've also seen some um, some model swaps, which is a fairly fairly common early mod to see. Uh, swapping out the Ultima weapon for the uh, the, the Keyblade, the, 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 the greatest of all the weapons, uh, also for Yazora's weapon. I know so much about KH3, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Like, <laughs> I, I still haven't played the game. But yeah, here we go. Here's one thing you can do. You can just spawn a bunch of party members, and it just works fine. They just all... Okay, except those ones you don't want to follow. Most of them just... Just play along fine. Even the game is not intended to have this many party members. Also, um, Woody is... Uh... Can can we get a close up of Woody near the camera? Uh so this this actually gives me a bit of an indication of how they actually made um the toy world. Here we go. Here's Sora. Here's Woody. Woody would be probably like seven and a half, eight feet tall. So the way they actually got that world to work, basically what they would have done is rather than making the character model smaller, which would have broken physics, they just made everything bigger. So it gives you the illusion that you're very small, whereas in reality, to make the game far easier to actually manage, it's not actually the case at all. But he is still taller than he should be. Like, I don't think um, Woody is supposed to be, like, three feet taller than um, than Buzz, but... That's what the mod sort of does. So maybe they are messing with the sizing a bit when you go to the world, but they're definitely definitely not messing with it as much as they could be. And here we go. Here's Roxas with uh, with two Keyblades, who's also going to be perfectly playable as well. Did he show swapping characters? Um, oh, this mod menu also comes with multiplayer as well, because why not? <laughs> why not also have multiplayer? Here we go. Here's uh, Riku being playable. 
But yeah, Riku is just normally playable during a certain section of the game anyway. So basically, it's just taking that playable Roxas and then just, you know, letting you play as Roxas out of that scene. Which, honestly, it seems like a massive waste the game didn't do that. Like, there have been earlier, uh, I think, what, 365 lets you play through all of the, the missions um, as any of the characters. You can play as Sora, you can play as... I think Riku's in that game. I, no, maybe, no, Riku's not. You can play as Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and you can play as the organization members. Um, but the fact that they fully modeled these characters, gave them fully working attack sets, but didn't let you go and play through the entire game with them is so, so sad to me. Also, you can just spawn bosses, um, and the game just handles it fine. It doesn't care. But I wish... Hopefully mods do fix this and just add the things that are missing, like wall running and the reaction commands that don't work, and then just make it so you could play through the entire game as Roxas or as Kyrie or as Mickey or... I, I think that'd be fun. Or actually, or play as like Shion. Even though Shion's... Actually, I, I don't know how Shion's moveset is handled in this game. I know, I know the game sort of bullshits characters coming back in Remind, because it's Kingdom Hearts and they can just do whatever they want. The game already doesn't make sense, so you just make shit up as you go. It's fine. Um, but in 365, Shion basically played as Roxas. So I hope I hope they've made her her own character here. Otherwise, you know, it'd be a bit boring. But Roxas does have two Keyblades, so obviously their moveset's going to be different. I know Kyrie. Actually, playing through the game with Kyrie would be hilarious because her, like Kyrie's move set is completely broken. Um, Kyrie gameplay because um, here we go. This is during Remind. I don't want to see cutscenes. Nope, not my my plan. Uh, Kyrie in her attack set actually has a teleport. You might have seen that there, actually. So, when she's far away from an enemy, she will just jump to them, which, as you may expect, um, yeah, would probably break the combat system. Because, <laughs> there, there we go. She's not going to teleport yet. She's over here. I think you have to be actually locked on for it to work. But, even so, it... <laughs> I can only imagine how much this would break the game. Even so, though, it would just be fun. The fact that you have these fully playable characters and you don't let the player actually take advantage of it really saddens me. Like, it, it's a problem that I, I sort of had in the earlier Kingdom Hearts games as well, where you had, you had um, Donald and Goofy in your party, and they look like they're playable, but there's there no way to actually play them. I really, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe mods will fix this. Maybe, maybe they'll eventually do it in like a, another Kingdom Hearts game, Kingdom Hearts Four, whatever. And that that ends up being hopefully not more Xehanorts, but apparently the Xehanort saga is over now. So hopefully, I don't know how you keep going after the Xehanort saga. This has been sort of the thing since the start of the game. So. It's going to have to pull some bullshit out of its ass to somehow keep the story going from this point onwards. <laughs> but, 
hopefully in like a future Kingdom Hearts 4, that'll be an option. Or maybe in a future DLC or something, that'll be an option. I just want it to be an option. I just want to play through the entire game as Roxas. Even if the store... Like, I don't want even... I don't even care about the cutscenes being updated. I want the cutscenes to make no fucking sense whatsoever. Just let me go and beat shit up as Roxas. That would just be funny. I don't know. That's sort of my take on it. Um, because this is an AniTuber channel, <laughs> or I guess I guess my my podcast my uh my stream is. Um, recently there was something got an announcement, and even though it's not my favorite part of the series. It, it's it's still pretty hype. And that is that Stone Ocean got announced. That is part seven of JoJo. Uh, six, sorry. Seven is uh my... <laughs> seven is still will run. My bad. Um, Here we go. Uh, It goes through all of the all of the hype JoJo's. There's Bell Tendency, Great Arc. Then we we'll skip ahead. There's Golden Wind. It's going to go through John or Giovanna being pretty hype. And then inheriting the Joe Star will. Jolene. I, I'm not a big fan of Jolene. Honestly, Jolene is probably my uh, my least favorite JoJo. But even so, it does mean we're getting more JoJo, which obviously was going to happen at some point, but. I honestly I don't care at all about uh, care at all about Jolene, but I am very hyped for like um for Poochie. Poochie is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, some of the the characters in Jolene's party are actually a lot of fun as well. But Jolene, I just find kind of boring. I don't know. Also, the fact that they're not on a journey because I don't know if, if if you don't know anything about um part six, basically Jolene is in a uh, female prison. So unlike the previous series where they're on like a journey, yeah, this time we're sort of going back to the way that part four was. Where actually even part four there was a bit of a journey. It was at least a journey around um around the town, but because we're in a prison, there's not not really much we can do. Like there are some little hideouts we go to that sort of escape the rest of the prison, but you're still ultimately in a prison. Uh, at least part seven, Steel War Run, does address this because it's literally the the series uh, that arc is about traveling across America. So you sort of have to have travel in that one. Obviously, I'll be watching this. I'm I've watched all of JoJo up until this point, and I'm gonna keep watching it until we get to JoJolian, and that never gets an anime because jo- JoJolian is never gonna be finished. It's just not. I. I, I want to finish Steel Ball Run, and then I will never start reading Jojolian, because if I do, I will get really bothered by the fact that it's just not going to, it's never going to end, because it's been, it's been going for like, let's find out when Jojolian did start, actually, because like, it's got to be at least 10 years, maybe, maybe not that much, uh, Jojolian, is Killer Queen in Jojolian? Yeah, 10 years. May 19, 2011. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, there's 105 chapters, and hopefully that means it's going to end at some point. I don't know how far in it actually is, but it's even if it's another 50 chapters, it's probably going to take like another five or six years to finish. So... <laughs> 
once we finish Steel Ball Run, yeah, I I don't think we're ever getting another season of JoJo. Which is sad. But I'd much rather have a final complete season of JoJo rather than, you know, doing something that's half complete. So if we just never get around to doing it, I'm more fine with that. You can just go read the manga and then, you know, when it, uh, when it never finishes, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. Mm. I don't know. Because we're on the topic of anime anyway. Um, I I watched the first... I, I thought that uh, we're getting another season of Slime straight away. We are still getting a continuation of of um, of uh, Tensorda, but it's going to be next season, I believe. Uh, this season, we're actually getting something to hold us over, though. We're getting uh, Tensorda Nikki, which is... Uh, I guess... What's the full name of it? Ten... Tensura, I can't spell apparently. Tensura, Tensura Niki, Tensei Shitara, Shiraibu Dattaken. Basically, it is the uh the Slime Diaries, and it's pretty much you take the comedy aspects of Slime and you just make that the entire thing. And they're twenty four minute episodes. Do you know what? It's really, really good. Like actually exceptionally good i wasn't expecting it to be this good but it's giving me the same sort of vibes as like um emiya-san chino uh was it emiya-san chino gohan i think that's what it is emiya-san yeah emiya-san ch uh chino kyo no gohan basically it is uh the fate stay night if the holy grail war ended and they just basically chill at Emiya's house having dinner most of the time and it's just really 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 wholesome and that's basically what uh Tensura Nikki is and just to make sure it's even more extra wholesome um Rimuru is always in like his his very small form like whenever he's in his human form it'll always be like the smallest human form he can be in everyone's got a much softer art style except for um I think Rigurudo, who is very, very buff and very, like, I don't know, I think his art's, like, harder than it is in, like, the main series, which is weird. Everyone else, though, like, Shuna and Shion have, like, really, I guess, very, very soft features and bubbly faces, and they're just a lot of fun. Um, I would highly suggest it if you are a fan of Slime. Even though, yeah, it, it's... It's not going to be a serious slime season at all. But if you want to just see what the characters would be doing in their off time, it's not like it's not like a, a spin-off series where it just doesn't really make sense for the characters. It's sort of just expanding on the existing characters you know. Which I think is a a really good decision. Uh I just I was scrolling through um scrolling through Annie chart and I didn't realize that um Zombieland is starting up very soon. Uh, as so, Zombieland Saga: Revenge is uh, having its first episode come out in two and a half hours. So that'll be probably subbed by tomorrow morning, I reckon. So I will probably end up watching it then. What else is out? Um, oh, VV. I did watch the first episode of VV, which I I don't know what to think about it so far. 
it's a Wit Studio series about an AI program that was sent back in time to basically destroy the AI because uh, a couple of months ahead of where the story is set right now, I guess for some reason the government decides that uh, AI systems need to have human rights and that leads to being a war where the AI basically just kills all the people. Um, so this AI is sent back in time. How it's sent back in time? Fucked if I know it doesn't matter. It's anime. And then he's trying to convince the, uh, the main AI who, the main AI girl who is basically the first, um, the first humanoid AI who's given, like, free will. The other ones are just set to do a specific task. Like, you have, like, cleaning robot AI and, uh, service robot AI. Basically, you know, the way AI would actually be, like, in the real world, at least for the foreseeable future. But she is, like, the first one who's, like, free to do what she wants. Um, and then she's basically being used to save the world, I guess, is how you would put it. I would say it's pretty good. Um, oh, that, okay, so we have, uh, Kyukyoku Shinka Shita Furu Daibu RPG Ga Genjitsu Yori Mo Kusuge Datara. What is this? Uh, Yuki Hiroshi has picked up Kiwami Quest, the realest VR remote ever made. Oh god, I think this is basically just gonna be, um, gonna be SAO. Okay, that's fine. SSS Dinazenon. You know what? I... I I love Gridman. Gridman is really good. uh, You know, because thick thighs save lives and all that. The new new SSSS series is... It's okay so far. Like, none of the characters really stand out. I think the thing that made Gridman really good wasn't the mechs. It was the characters and... At least at this stage, I don't think anyone's really grabbing my attention as much as as much as they really could be. I'll keep watching it. Maybe it'll pick up over time, but at least as it is now. I don't know. It's it's just it's just one of those things that I'm gonna keep watching and see if it ends up being worth watching. Uh what else do we have on here? Shakunetsu Kabadi. Kabadi is Okay, you know what? Are we going to go on a tangent about Kabaddi? So, Kabaddi is possibly the dumbest sport to ever grace this planet. Um, Basically, the way it's been described to me is imagine... Imagine dodgeball, but the person is the ball. Um, Basically, you have... the uh, What do they call it? Like a... A raider. A raider is what they call it. So you have the defending team and then you have the raider. And I think you cycle between raiders on the attacking team and then you swap over. And then the other team has a raider and the other team is defending. It, 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 obviously, you, you swap to get points. Anyway. Um, or to have the other team get points. Basically, the raider runs to the other side and they have to like tap the, uh, tap the opposing team. And they don't actually get points, though, until they run back to their side. Now, this is obviously something that doesn't seem that difficult. But the other team are, like, basically trying to tackle you to the ground, though. Because once... um, Well, not, not once. 
you don't get points if you go back to your side. And the defending team, if they manage to stop you getting back to your side, they get a point themselves. But you might be wondering, like, how does it decide, you know, how long you've got to raid the other team? Is it like a time-based system? Is it anything like that? No, because this is like supposed to be a schoolyard uh schoolyard game so you're not going to have a timer if you're just playing it out on like the playground no 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 <laughs> the way it actually works is when you are a raider you have to keep saying kabaddi 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 and you have to keep doing that until you can't uh, say it anymore and you lose your breath and once you lose your breath that basically also counts as you not being able to get back to your side. So if they manage to grapple you down to the ground and you can no longer keep saying coverty, then they get the points. <laughs> so you end up having these like grown men like running at each other and you have the rate of you like coverty, 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 coverty. It's, it's so amazing. I, I love the sport and turning it into an anime honestly works so well. And they, it's not as superpowered as I would want it to be. I sort of wanted like a, you know, like an eye shield level or a Kuroko level of superpowered, but there's still like the anime sort of like, oh, energy and stuff. But imagine how dumb this could be if you actually went like ham with it and just went absolutely insane. So I'm going to show you what Kabaddi looks like. Uh, so this guy in the red, he is the raider. Uh... And I think he, he, okay, he got a point. Okay. Let's uh, skip ahead to when he's raiding a, a, oh no, they're just doing, okay, so yeah, here we go. Here's the other team raiding. Uh, the panger of the week. So he's on, he's trying to raid them and <laughs> you probably didn't even see that. That's how dumb it was. So Basically, the guy in blue, as he's as he's on the other side, he'd be like cubbity, 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 which is really difficult to say. Actually, I'll true him from my tongue. Um, and he manages to tap one of the guys. He he manages to tap this guy here, but these guys over here end up grabbing his foot, right? <laughs> and this is where things get really bad. Because now you want to extra make sure that he doesn't get back to his side. Because he managed to tap someone, but he could very easily like slide his foot out and get back over the line here. So, how do you deal with this? The way that you deal with this is you just all jump on top of <laughs> This is why this is such a dumb sport. Here we go, here's another shot. So, he's going, he's trying to raid again. Also, a lot of the time they'll like hold their hands together because then they can very easily like you know, swoop together, rather than, like, standing apart, if you, you know, already grabbing hands, like, you can very easily, like, do, like, a bear hug sort of thing to someone. Here we go, he's trying to, like, get him. He, I don't think he, he managed to tap anyone that time. I don't think so. Yeah, he goes for the tap. No, he got, he got the tap, but this guy went in for a spear tackle, and then this guy up from behind him, he uh, saw what was happening there, let go of the guy's hand, and he's going to go in for a tackle as well, jumps on top of him, and just knocks him to the ground. <laughs> so basically, like, the the defending team acts as, like, this... Like, a really good kabaddi team would be, like, acting as a hive mind, I guess you would say. And you have to sort of understand where your team members are going to go, so you can, like... I guess... what would You can, like, do a pincer attack on them, I guess. 
but there's different sort of styles of raiders. So this guy is a, a bit of a small dude, so he's just trying to like run through it. But you have other other like cavalry players who will like do like gymnastics and shit, will like try to jump over people. I wonder if there's a guy like that in this in this team. Um let's see. You know, the it, the blue team seems to mainly be sort of like speed type guys. Um, but you get these like really, really athletic dudes who to get away, they will tap someone and like jump over the other team. <laughs> it's a very contact sport. I don't know what would actually be considered a foul. Like if you need someone in the head, would that be a problem? I don't think so. I think if you intentionally did it, maybe, but I'm not entirely sure about the rules of this sport. All I know is it's really dumb. But you have like the you might have like a um this is especially true in the anime as well. There's this real like real big fat dude, and he just like walks through people grabbing onto him. So he's like mainly like a wall of muscle. Um, so it, it it doesn't matter if people grab onto you. Actually, in fact, if people grab onto you and then you can walk back, well, they've just given you points. You don't need to even um you don't even tap them at that point because. Hey, they've already given you the touch, so if you can drag them back, that might even be like the best situation to be in. I think I've found like my new favorite sport. It's such a dumb sport. Um, apparently it's popular in like India. I that's probably why I've never heard of it. I don't know why it's getting an anime though. Maybe it's just getting maybe people in Japan are just suddenly becoming interested in it or something like that. I don't know. But I highly recommend checking out uh shakunetsu kabaddi it is it is awesome it is so awesome if you want a good sports series check it out uh what else are we watching oh i'm going to watch uh bishonen tantedan i normally wouldn't watch something like this but uh it's it's made by studio shaft and you know i i ha i have to watch everything studio shaft makes um Oh, one that is so surprising. Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi. I don't know what the hell is going on. I saw this this like cover and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be like a, a comedy series about a taxi driver or something. No, it is not a comedy series. Um, basically, the first episode, most of it is just sitting in a taxi, just talking. Um, but there's also like this serial murderer going around as well and he gets like captured in a picture uh from the guy's taxi and there's also this um this uh i guess high school girl that was kidnapped or supposedly kidnapped but it turns out that she's living in his house but we don't know if he actually kidnapped her or if she just left there to run away, or what's going on? Because everyone around the main character basically thinks he's like a psychopath and thinks he's like a um, what's the word? Uh, not consistent. Someone who lies all the time. Whatever the word for that is. Um, whatever. Basically, um. Everyone thinks that he's lying about everything. Everyone thinks he's basically insane. Um, I don't know what the hell is happening. The guys who've worked on it don't seem to have any history in anime. So it's just this really weird project. 
And I'm going to keep watching it. There's a, people on Mal are like roasting it because they're like, oh, it's not funny. It's not a comedy series because I guess people thought it was going to be, which makes sense. So it's got a 7.2 on Mal, which basically amounts to being like horrendous because Mal doesn't know it has a uh, a 10 point scale. It only has a uh, a three point scale, honestly. Like I don't I don't think I've seen anything. Maybe a four and a half point scale. I don't think I've ever seen anything below a um below a six. So a six and a half, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Also, one of like there's like a this nurse. Um oh yeah, also all of the characters are animals. The main character is a walrus. Don't think about it. Um there's this alpaca who works as a nurse and She's, like, stealing drugs or something and maybe selling them to the main character? We're not really sure? It's really unclear what exactly their relationship actually is because they seem like they know each other, but it's it's not clear. Um, And if she's the one who did steal them or someone else stole them or what's going on? I don't know. It, it, it's one of those series that I'm going to have to keep watching just to see... Uh, See where the hell it's going. One thing I'm not gonna keep watching, probably after a couple of episodes, I'll give it a, I'll give it more of a shot, is uh Dragon Eel Cow. This one right here. Basically, it's about a dragon who has really bad stats. Who uh his his father basically runs him out of the house and tells him to go like find a find somewhere else to live, become a man, then you can come back and be my son. Um, but God, the main character is so annoying. Basically, he's just crying all the time. Like every, like every other scene, he is crying. And for once, I can actually agree with Mao giving us a terrible rating. Oh, it has a six. Oh, that makes it one of the worst series on Mao. It is so, so boring. And so, like... It's so boring. It's trying to be funny, but it's not. And it, the character, main character is just obnoxious. Also, um, so he's trying to find someone to live, and basically the gimmick of the series is that uh, there's this guy who's going around who is uh, acting as a real estate agent for, you know, for slimes and for dragons and for demons and other things that want to stay away from the heroes. But it turns out that the uh. The real estate agent's actually the demon lord, because why not? Um, I honestly wouldn't recommend this. It's There's better ways to spend your time. I'll, I'll give it like three episodes. Th I, I trust the three episode rule to give me something decent. If it doesn't survive three episodes, I, I don't really care, to be honest. Um, I think it's something else I'm watching on here as well. Uh... Oh, Boku no Hero is really good. Like it's more it. The thing, the thing with Boku no Hero, it's sort of like the same with the second season of Doctor Stone. It is nothing different from what you've already seen. So if you like Boku no Hero, you will like the fifth season of Boku no Hero. If you like Doctor Stone, you will like the second season of Doctor Stone. Which might sound like oh, it's not that impressive, but basically I'm saying that it's as good as the previous one. So if you enjoy it, just Keep watching it. I don't think Nanatsuno Taizai fits into that uh, that camp though. 
Um, I haven't started watching Hige or Soru, Soshite, Josh Kosei, or Hiro. Uh, but it's on my list. And the other one that's... Oh! Isekai Mao is starting very soon. Awesome. That'll be out tomorrow as well. Um, what else was it that I was watching? Ah, Sento in Haken Shimasu. So this is by the author of uh, Konosuba. As you can probably tell if you watch the first episode, and the main character occasionally will make Konosuba jokes. That's really all that it has. So imagine if you pick up an anime and you pick it up at like three seasons in. Maybe it's not an anime. Maybe you watch like some TV series and you, you start watching it like a couple of seasons in. All of the world's already been established. All of the characters been established. All of like the relationships and like what's going on. All of the specific terminology that is relevant to the world. All of that's been established. That's what it feels like watching the first episode of Centurion. Uh, the English name is um, Combatants Will Be Dispatched, I think. I'll check it just to make sure. I know I know some people use the English name. Centurion. Combat. Yeah, Combatants Will Be Dispatched. Um, it, that's how it sort of feels. Basically, the first episode starts with all of these characters already knowing each other. They didn't explain, like, who anyone is or any, any of the systems of the world. Apparently, there's this system called Evil Points where you can, like, purchase weapons or something. But it just, like, brings it up out of nowhere. And it... I wanted this to be good. Hopefully, the light novel is, like... You know, they, they, like, skipped a chapter or something that explains all this. But the anime is... I think it's just trying to get straight into, like, the the comedy. And it just doesn't work. Maybe in a couple of episodes after stuff has been explained a bit, it'll be better. But I don't think this is going to take off like Konosuba did. Even though, like, you know, main character's kind of funny, I guess. But he's, like, very, very generic, etchy harem main character. Honestly... He feels like a bad version of Issei. Like if if you want to do that etchy harem protagonist, Issei is the um is the character you have to sort of surpass. Issei, I'm pretty sure the name is Issei. I want to check. Yes, Issei. Um, Issei is the main dude from uh, High School DD. Probably the um probably one of the best like main harem protagonist, I would say. But Sento in just... Eh. I don't know. I One thing I am kind of excited for, and I hope it still ends up being good, is uh, Slime Taoshite... Uh, what is it? San, uh, Sanhyaku. Sanhyaku nin uh, Shiranauchi ni Reburun Maksu ni Nate... Uh, there we go. That's how you, that's how you speak. Um, basically, I killed slimes for three hundred years and became max level. I believe is the rough translation of that. Uh, pretty sure. Give me one second. I'm gonna find out. I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. Yeah, basically. Um, it looks fun. And I love... I really do love these, like, overpowered uh, Isekai series. 
And I don't think there's... No, there is not a male character in the main cast, so... Okay, I'm gonna love it. Main character is voiced by uh, Aoyuki. So, that'll be fun. Who has also done the voice of... Let's see. Uh, Noloka Hanadera from... Uh, our boring Pretty Cure series. Uh, Yuki Kono from... Sora. Uh, Tamaki Kotatsu from... Uh, or Fire Force. Uh, also... <laughs> also Tanya, which is... Yeah, that Tanya and, uh, Hibiki. Uh, probably, um, Tanya from, uh... The series that I'm forgetting the name of. The one about... Yojo Senki, there we go, that's it. Also, uh, Tatsumaki from One Punch as well. Yeah, Aoyuki. Also, I guess, uh, Futaba Sakura from Persona 5. Yeah, so, fun characters. Um, I didn't realize that's who was going to be voicing her. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna love this series even more. The other, other main characters are Kaide Hondo. Don't recognize your name. Sayaka Harada. Manami Numakura. Sayaka Senbongi. And Minami Tanaka. Uh, Kaide Hondo. Oh. Oh, voiced, uh... Kaede Honjo. <laughs> that is... How did she manage to score that role? Maybe they gave her that role. Uh, because it, it'd be funny. Um, Kaede from, um... Uh... What, what's the series called? Itai no wa iya na no de bog yoruku ni kyoku furi shitai to omoimasu. Um... Bofuri, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. That one. Really fun series. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love this series. Also the voice of uh, Sakura from Zombieland. Oh, this will be fun. This will be so fun. So much fun. Uh, what else has she done? Chio from Nekopara. Okay. Uh, random Beastars characters. Mizuha Kiryu from Hinski. Okay. Uh, senpai from Tejina Senpai. Uh, and nothing else really of note that I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, nothing else of note, I guess. I guess there's, there's things that I've seen, but nothing else super popular, I would say. <laughs> I've watched a lot of garbage that... Basically, no one else besides me has watched. <laughs> Which, you know what? To be fair, uh, a lot of that is where you end up getting, like, the really fun stuff. I think that's sort of the problem with, um... The problem with Mal. Like, Mal is the uh, amalgamation of just... Basic taste. Like, it's not... Nothing on the top list on my anime list is bad. But I wouldn't call anything on the top, like, 100 list of Mal... Just super exciting, with the exception of, like, a couple of things. Like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Really good series. Shingeki no Kyojin Season 3 Part 2. Random choice. Really good series. Steins Gate, really good. Gintama and Hunter Hunter are the exceptions I would actually put on here myself. Uh, also surprising the Ginga Eiyu Densetsu. But most of what the other stuff you have in here, like... Planet After Story, Koe no Katachi, 
Sangatsu no Rayon, uh, Kimi no Nawa, Surprisingly Owari Monogatari, um, Fate, Sento Chuhiro, like all of Cowboy Bebop, like all of this stuff is really good, but you know, like there's, there's things out there where there's just really exceptional series, but they just don't fit into like the the normy sort of taste, I guess you'd call it. Like all of the series on here, I would recommend watching. It, there's a couple in here I haven't actually seen. Um, Ashita no Jo Two. I don't think I've seen that one actually. I've actually need to go watch more Hajime no Ippo. Um, but I don't know. There's there's things out there which I I would consider better than a lot of this stuff. It's just that it wouldn't ever fit onto this list because when you have so many people rating stuff, you you get a you get a very a very inoffensive taste, I guess you would say. Like, I think series like Symphogear and like Nanoha deserve to be on this list, but... <laughs> and even like High School DD. And this sort of just like describes... Like, it, it sort of like explains where my taste sits. But I think these series are amazing, but because you have so many people sort of rating stuff, yeah, you get this... Inoffensive taste is the best way to describe it. Also, yeah, Mal just doesn't like Symphogear. Dog Days as well is another one. I'm pretty sure Dog Days has a really bad rating on Mal. Yeah, Dog Days has... This is one of my favourite series. Has a 6.95, which is basically absolute garbage on Mal. Anything below like a 7.5 is basically just considered trash. Uh, what does Mondaiji have? How does Mondaiji only have a 7.5? That is such a god-tier series. This is another one, which I would personally put, like, near the top. Um, what else do we have here? Dogades, Agade, Yusha, no Aesthetica. I haven't seen that one. Oh, here's another really good one. This is a 6.34. This is such a good series as well. 6,684. As I said, Mal, inoffensive taste. Basically, I don't ever look at... same. Actually, it's sort of the same with, like, um, game reviews as well. I don't look at reviews for things unless it's from someone I know has a tip... Like, a, a, a similar taste. But here's another one that really actually does kind of bother me. Has a higher rating, but Mal Osama uh, Retry, really good. Highly recommend this series. And you can sort of see, like, the difference. Like, ranked 5,871. Popularity, 990. <laughs> so people, like, really... I don't, I don't know how they get the popularity, actually. Maybe it's people watching it. That's how the, you describe the popularity. So a lot of people are watching it, but then the male ranking is just really bad. I don't know. Just don't trust... Don't trust rankings unless it's someone unless it's someone who has similar tastes to you. I think that's a good way to actually use reviews. If if you know the person's like I don't really think there's any way to objectively review anime or games or movies or anything like that. I think ultimately it's just how much you think your opinion actually has value. And some people think their opinion has more value than it actually does. Um <laughs> If you take suggestions and reviews and stuff like that from people you actually 
know have similar tastes as you, I think then you can actually make something useful of them. But taking these like amalgamation reviews really doesn't make any sense to me. Honestly, I've found more series to watch based on it having a really good opening. Like, I don't know how many series I have actually started watching just because I saw the opening. I was like, wow, that looks like an absolute banger. Like, if I hadn't, if I didn't know about Fire Force, for example, and I saw that opening, I would have been like, oh, that is, that's something that I need to watch. That is absolutely something that is right up my, right up my alley? Right up my alley is how you describe that. Um... What's a good one? C-Cube. C-Cube's a really good example of one that I watched because of the opening. Or, um, Mawadu Penguin Drop. That's another... Penguin Drum. Um, another good one. Uh, Hard Kappa Sakura. Really good uh, example of that as well. Good openings are important. I know a lot of people skip openings, but honestly... I, I watch... I usually watch openings. Typically, I don't watch endings unless, like, the song's a banger. And if there's some like post credit scene, I know some people like skip the op- uh, skip the ending, then go watch the post credit scene. It's not how I like to do it usually. I don't really care about an extra minute and a half. Like unless I'm watching ten things in a day, what minute and a half isn't going to save me that much time anyway. So I'd much rather just enjoy the banger music. Hmm, what's another one? God, there's so much stuff that I've watched over the years. I checked out my uh. Like, how big my list was. And there's so much stuff in it. Like, it's actually insane how much anime I've actually watched. Because I was watching... For a while, I think, like, three or so years, I was basically watching most of the seasonals that came out. So anything in the, like, the 2015 to, like, 2018 period, you can probably assume that I've seen. Even even the really bad stuff. There's, there's exceptions. Like, I didn't watch a lot of the reverse harem stuff, just because doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, same with, like, the Male Idol series. I, it's not my thing. But basically everything else, whether it be horror, sports, action, romance, comedy, trashy isekai, probably have watched. I have completed 1,126 series. Fucking hell. That is... That's too much anime. That's too much anime. Way too much anime. Wouldn't recommend it, because a lot of it frankly, is bad. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's actually one good use of Mal. If you just never want to watch anything bad, just take the very inoffensive list and go with it. You won't find anything exciting that, like, breaks the mold. You won't find anything like, um, Yuri Kuma Arashi. Uh, I wonder how high Yuru Camp is. Hopefully Yuru Camp has a good rating, because that is such a good series. Uh, 8.27. Okay, that is on, that is high up on the list. Rank 247, though, so it'll take a while to get to. Um, but if you just take the top list, you'll never find anything bad. Like, but no- nothing here is bad. I think you have to get, like, you have to go pretty far on the top list. I, Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make an exception. I despise... I despise Howl's Moving Castle. And most... Um, <laughs> Most Ghibli movies. I know that's probably heresy to some people, but it's just not my thing. How does... How does Bunny Girl movie get on... I don't understand how the Bunny Girl movie is here. That's... Okay, sure. Um, Yeah, everything here is just... It's just good. It's just good. 
How is Soda Yori Motoi Basho here? Sure, okay. That's about this series about a couple of girls who want to go to Antarctica. It's a really good series, but it, it doesn't seem like the normal mouse sort of taste. Um, I'm trying to find something bad here, but besides obviously my personal hatred of um, Ghibli movies, uh, Golden Kamui I've heard is really good, but I didn't enjoy it when I first watched it. Maybe I'll enjoy it if I go back to it. Here we go. Here's one. Saiki Kuso. This is the most boring thing I've ever seen. This is the first thing. 125, I guess 126 things in. The first thing I found was just like, I wouldn't recommend it at all. I would say steer clear of it, actually, because it's just not very good. Everything else here. Surprised to see this here. Wow. It's a good series, but I'm surprised. Uh, it's about people who want to run what it is that's everything uh speaking of running as we mentioned earlier uh i've put on weight uh i should get back into running shouldn't i <laughs> that might that might certainly help might certainly help for sure i try to go for walks often but you know obviously running if i can get back into that fine that'll work out better um speaking of running we are running out of time <laughs> i'm getting better at my segues i keep trying to improve them with uh with my um well node add I guess add segues is probably the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, so we will end off the podcast here. I like to, you know, I, I think two hours is probably a good length for the podcast. I think that's also very true for the um, the live streams as well. I, I noticed that when I do these really long live streams, a lot of people tune out about halfway through. So if I do a four-hour live stream, I, like, lose half my audience by about the two-hour mark, which... Sort of defeats the purpose of doing four hours, but I, I still enjoy it regardless. Um, but I'll probably end up bringing those to about the two, three hour mark as well. Mm. Anyway, normally what I do at the end of the podcast is I give a shout out to someone. So who do I think deserves some attention? I'm looking at my subscriptions right now, and there's a lot of people in here with a lot of a lot of subscribers. Um... I'm looking for something that doesn't have a lot of subscribers. Hmm. Oh, have I talked about Chris at Machine before? Someone, if I haven't, someone probably has, but Chris still deserves more attention. Um, Chris basically, um, now that I think about it, we may have talked about Chris last week. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Check out Chris's channel. Um, basically, he's a Linux dude, but most of what he focuses on is NeoVim, like a lot of NeoVim. If you want NeoVim content and nothing but NeoVim content, I guess there's exceptions like Gaming on Arch, um, do definitely check out Chris App Machine. Oh, he used to do some other stuff as well. Uh, still mainly NeoVim. He did some data exploration stuff as well. Wow. Um, he's only been doing this for three years, which isn't too much longer than me. But his content, from what I've seen, is really good. Uh, I know that he knows about me as well. Uh, I should probably hit him up about coming onto the podcast. I think that might be kind of cool. Someone has uh, suggested that I, I message him. And I, I know that he mentioned me in a recent video. So he knows of my existence. Whether, if, whether he knows about the podcast's existence or not is a whole nother question. But that can sort of be, a, uh, be arranged. 
Um, and because I'm the only one here, let's find someone else to give a shout out to as well. I never planned these beforehand. I really should. Um, oh, actually, no, I, here's one. Someone who deserves way more attention than he gets, but I don't know how his channel is still so small. He only has 156k subscribers. Uh, Miles Power. This guy makes some really, really good science content. If you want to see someone basically break down whatever nonsense conspiracies are out there, whether that be like the 5G stuff or uh, stuff about vaccines, stuff about uh, what else we have. British man drinks tea. He went to uh, Morocco and bought some like herbal tea. He's done a lot of videos on um, chiropractics and how that's a scam and stuff about people drinking bleach to cure everything, literally everything. Um, I recommend checking his channel out. Honestly, don't know how he only has hundred. Uh, honestly, I don't know how he only has one hundred fifty six k subs. I feel like he was only at like one hundred twenty k when I found him like two years ago. <clears throat> but it probably also doesn't help that he like rarely uploads. But he does have like a real job, so it sort of makes sense why he does. But regardless, do check out Miles' channel. It is really, really worth your time. So. I will update this art at some point. I'm still forgetting to do it, but it will happen. Eventually. Maybe I'll do it on the weekend, because I do want to... I'm also working on updating my um, my stream layout as well. Actually, I'm going to... I'll show you what my stream layout currently looks like. Or my, um, my new modified version. The problem that I have is I found something that I really, really like for the background, but it's a Shutterstock image, and I think... and if, Also, the, the problem is Shutterstock has taken it off their site, so I can't even pay for it. Um, I wonder what that sort of means to the license. Like, does that mean it sort of goes into the... I, I don't... It wouldn't go into the public domain at that point, would it? Because um, it's, it's impossible to buy. Um... So my plan, oh, that's podcast art, wrong one, Brody. My plan is to go on to um, Fiverr and basically get someone to make a very similar, very similar sort of design. Here we go. Um, if we put that into my browser. Here we go. I really like what's happening here. Um, obviously, this is actually transparent here and so is this. And this is actually going to be a video when it's done. So there's going to be like a little blue orb that goes back and forth along here, which I think will look pretty cool. I'll probably um, like adjust some stuff in here. Like, for example, as we can see, that's curved properly. But then this part here isn't. It's a lot of test stuff here. So I, I will definitely um, redo stuff like this. But the advantage this one has over the old one is it actually shows the game at a reasonable size. The uh, the one I bought, it's like a really small game window, which I think doesn't make much sense. Like, if I'm going to be streaming a game, the game should probably be, like, the main focus. I might change the size of the camera, though. Or I might change this to make it smaller and then have, like, some element off to the side here. But I, I don't... I don't know. But I really, really like this background. And I'm probably going to end up using it for other aspects of the stream layout as well. But, yeah, as I said, it's a image that I can't exactly get the rights for. 
because they won't sell me the rights for it. So getting something of a similar style, I think, is probably going to be my best bet to go with. But there's there's a designer I did find on um, Fiverr who does a sip like can do similar style like three D art, and it's not that expensive. I think it's going to be like forty dollars to get it done, which honestly is fine for a commission. Like if that's how much you want to charge, I'm more than happy to pay it, especially with unlimited revisions. And then I could have a really really cool background like this and i think this will be a a very very welcome upgrade to what i'm currently working with maybe i'm wrong maybe the old one does look better but i think also the advantage of making something myself is if i want to change it i don't have to like fiddle around with stuff that might not exactly work properly i can go and modify this exactly the way that I want to modify it and that's the advantage <clears throat> this hasn't taken me that long to make and I I don't think you really need to spend that much time on your layout I think having something nice and clean is probably the best I'm I, it sort of does help that I really do like the clean designs rather than having some like really complex stuff the only complex thing is the background but if I was someone who liked to have like fancier stuff than that maybe it would be a problem but Honestly, the fanciest thing in here is the moving orbs. And maybe I'll have some, like, geometry, like, moving back and forth in the background as well. Maybe some smoke. I don't know. I think that having some, like, geometry moving back and forth actually would probably be the the, the best thing I could go with, I, I think. And it wouldn't be that, that difficult to do. It would basically just be, like, have a translucent image and just move it back and forth in whatever editor I want to use. But, yeah, that's sort of the state that's in. I don't know when we'll see it. Sort of depends on if I can get this art commissioned or not. And if I can't, I'll have to find a different artist to do it. I've also considered changing the font. So the font I'm using is um, Sui Generous, which is the same font from the, uh, the Harris Heller layout. The other one that I'm thinking of trying out is called um, Azonix. But I really do like this Sui Generous font. It is a really cool looking font. And for this background... The Azonix font is a very similar looking font, but I think the combination of these two actually kind of works out better. So I'll try to get this, this art made. Hopefully I can get it done. And in due time, you will hopefully see a new stream layout, something that I have designed myself. So yeah, I think that's going to be pretty much everything for me. I've shouted out both of the channels I wanted to shout out. Um, before I go, I... I cannot go back in my notes. I have to close that and I'll reopen it. Um, I would like to thank my supporters. So a special thank you to Joachim, Donald, Michael, Andrew, Nathan, David, Will, Brennan, Chico, Bento, Jamie, Joseph, Mitchell, PD, Stephen, Tony, Tushar, and all of my $2 supporters. Should I go back and redo that? Probably. But am I going to? Probably not. Uh, if you want to go check out my main channel, that is Brody Robertson in the description down below. If you are listening to the audio version, there is also a video version that accompanies this. This might also make more sense because I was talking about a lot of visual things like Kabaddi and also some like Kingdom Hearts stuff earlier. So it might make more sense to go watch the uh, video version. But if you want to just listen on the bus and you don't really care about the visuals, then you can also find it on basically any podcast platform out there. We are soon going to be coming to another platform as well called Audius. Uh, I just need to do a bit more research into the platform to 
100% decide if it's something I actually want to use. But yeah, potentially we'll be coming to that. And I may also start doing some stuff with Hive and Steam again. So be on the lookout for that. I'll do a proper announcement on the main channel if that does end up happening and on Twitter and Discord and things like that. So you'll you'll hear about it if you follow me any of those places. So I think that's going to be everything for me. Uh, tomorrow morning, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but tomorrow morning's a Friday, so I'm going to be doing another stream. It's also going to be my birthday. Uh, I have no plans for my birthday. I'm also working on my birthday. <laughs> so fun times. Hmm. Fun times indeed. I think I also... I want to record the... um. I've planned out a video on Signal, and I kind of want to record that on uh, tomorrow as well and get that out as soon as possible because I did a lot of work on that video and I sort of want it to be out at a reasonable time. Um, Yeah. So I think that's going to be pretty much everything for me. Uh, yeah, I was going to say before I go, but no, I've already done the outro, haven't I? So, uh, yeah. Um, bye? <laughs> I don't know how to, I'm 59 episodes, still have no idea how to end it.